Hey guys, uh, we had a lot of rain on Saturday, but uh, I was wondering if uh, any of you guys got to do anything uh, interesting. I mean, I rode my bike. Yeah, I well, I was driving back into town on Saturday from my week-long beach vacation while all that was happening, so missed a lot of it, but didn't do any riding, really. Yeah. Well, I didn't do much. Um Except there was just just this one thing oh, I did yeah? uh, on Saturday morning. Oh, what was that? Uh, I won a freaking gold medal <laughs> for riding my, oh my bicycle. <laughs> you, do, you do have it. He man. has his gold medal. <laughs> I told never, you he'd been sleeping with it. I'm oh. never taking this off. <laughs> Wow. Hey, well, congratulations, Matt. You are a cat for Louisiana and Mississippi State champion in the team time trial. That's right. You and three other of our teammates. That's, yep. hey, kudos. That's impressive, Matt. And got to say, congratulations. Uh, golf yeah. clap for you. Thanks, Absolutely. gents. I think you're the first gold medalist on the Yeah, You're Right podcast. Uh, yeah. Have you, you haven't actually won a gold medal, have you, Bill? Well, actually, I have, um, but that was before we had a podcast. Oh, okay. So, right. yes, technically, not even technically, I did win the Lambra Crit Champions as a Cat 3 two years ago. Well done. Um, so, I'm gunning hard for it this weekend, speaking yeah. of. Are you wearing your medal right now? I don't know where my medal's at. Oh. <laughs> I live with a uh, two-time Lambra gold medalist that's right my daughter sarah she sort of cleaned up the whole junior women's cyclocross scene right now it like, was it was tough but uh she did it <laughs> actually i sent your dad a message on facebook uh, <laughs> that's Matt, right welcoming welcoming him to the father of a lambra champions club that's right yeah, yeah. so Indeed, that's the closest I've come to the uh, to the medal. And it's funny, Matt, because the last time we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, the mm. last time uh, you rode that team time trial course, uh, yep. you were with me and you didn't even finish. And I, here you are winning a gold medal this year. Yeah, I didn't even get close to finishing that time. I dropped out a quarter of the way through. Uh, I was not feeling great and it was really, really hot that day. But... Uh, this, I mean, this weekend was, uh, it just, yeah, it panned out perfectly for us. Thanks to the John Mooney coaching experience, you are on form and ready to win. Indeed. Yeah. That, I didn't, I kind of forgot about that, but that's right. You have, you've, I mean, I saw John Mooney gave you a bit of a workout for the TT bike, like the week before or something. You know, it, I'm sorry to John, but I've been so up and down lately yeah. that it's been, uh, you know, I've been off, but I think he uh, has renewed faith in me because he just sent me some workouts. So I'm excited to do a bit. I uh, do have to say though that I am in an enormous amount of pain. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Just from being in like the TT position or just your hip? I don't think I can ride not in the TT position now. <laughs> uh oh. I tried to do a zone one easy smallering spin on the trainer today and. Uh, my nether regions went completely numb. So yeah, the time trial, uh, it was a bit of a last minute thing for me. I thought I was going to be on the B squad, 
but then a lot of the A squad kept dropping out, and so uh, turned out I you was, got the call. I got the call. Got the yeah. call up. I got the call up, and uh, yeah, we just we we had a good ride. We had one slightly sketchy moment, which was absolutely my fault. Uh, I was riding sort of second wheel behind Max, and I thought there was a you know there were potholes marked out on the road and stuff, and Max um, started coming to the left and. Uh, I thought he was trying to avoid potholes, but he was actually ending his pull. And I pulled left with him, which uh, obviously was not a good thing to be doing yeah, at the time. That's how you crash. And that screwed up our line for a little bit there, but we got our rhythm back. Um, everybody did an amazing job. Taylor was a great uh, team captain for the day. He did a great job of keeping, just checking on all of us doing things like every time he'd come you know i'd come off he'd like say hey man great job great pull just keep it up and <laughs> you know that stuff means a lot and uh interesting okay i, I have thought about that but go ahead wasting uh, wasting energy wasting watts what by talking sure yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> no i think I, he had a lot more watts to spare than i did let's put yeah. it that way no i so did you guys have like a little did you i know you guys practiced before did you have little code like slow down speed up or like time to pull off did you have some hand signals or commands for each other i mean the, the key to the pulling off was do it quickly um you know like you want to move over to the side fast so it it's, doesn't look like you're you know trying to dodge something in the road because we yeah. had to do a bit of weaving around there, there were a few uh, nasty holes out there um and then you know once you do come off you're gonna uh, stop pedaling for a couple of seconds because you want to get back and get back on again as fast as possible. So you've got to stop pedaling for a sec couple of seconds to move back and then get back into rhythm. And then as soon as you're back on, we would basically shout up the chain saying on, on, on so uh, that the okay. person at the front knew that everybody was on got and it. that they could pull. That's good. Yeah. And yeah, yeah it worked cool. really well. Any uh, any bro taps as you uh, fell back in line to the back? A yeah, little, uh, <laughs> little butt tap? No, there was there was there was none of that. I I mean, I'll say this: that's the first time I I've ever ridden. This week, last week, was the first time I've ever ridden a TT bike. Big shout out to uh, Big Bois Bouquois for uh, lending boy. me hashtag Thick Boy. Yeah, for lending me his uh, his rocket ship uh, to borrow for the week. And honestly, without that, there is no way we would have won because we only won by six seconds. That's a pretty slim margin over it's, that yeah. length, that that distance, thirty Is that a miles. Fifty k time trial. Yep, fifty k. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was tight, and uh, you know it was uh, it it was yeah it it was it was uh, definitely um, I was on my limit. I know I gave everything I could. Yeah. I mean that one screw up definitely cost us a good five to ten seconds, and that was my screw up. So. I made it even tighter than it than it needed to be, but uh, that would have still been a tight race, uh, you know, no matter what. Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad that Urban South held it down, and the you know, the the New Orleans Club rivalry of you know NOBC and Semi Tough. That's right. Notch one for us on that one. They've gotten us a few times. Yeah, uh, certainly at the. Uh, I mean, I guess the big one was the Tour de La, right? They. Uh, mm -hmm. They really pulled something out uh, yeah. there. So is there like, and now is this the Cat 4 standing, team standings, or is it the team standings overall in Lambra 
How does all this work? The team standings are not divided up by category. It's it's by all all all, all teams through okay. all cats. All teams in all categories, and the team time trial counts toward the team standings, but it doesn't count toward any individual standings. Right. So well, we help the team then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, it was great. Speaking Good show. of uh, of the team time trial championships, there's another Lambert championship coming up this weekend. That That's right. I know Bodie, you've been training for the. Lambert, yeah. Lambert Crit Championships. Yeah, everybody, in case you don't know, Lambert Crit Championships are happening this weekend in Gulfport. Uh, that's on Saturday, and they've got a new location. Looks like a fun course. It's got yeah. some got some sort of twists to it. And Looks like some more, not a lot of uh, right turns, but sort of some gentle turns. It's also shaded because it's kind of where it was the last two years is really exposed, and it's always hot as Hades. So I'm excited to, to check it out. Um yeah, there hasn't. I haven't been doing much racing, so I had this fear that, of course, like I'm trying not to like think too much about it because you put a lot of expectations in something, and then I haven't raced in a while, so it feels like there's a lot of weight on this race. Yeah, this is basically your season right here, <laughs> no, buddy. It's not. Right? It's not. But you know, something could happen. Like I could get a puncture on lap one, and then, like then it's done, and and I'm just gonna have to roll with it. But I'm pretty excited to uh, race again. Um, it's cat three, uh, only field. So there'll be some strong dudes in that, um, race. And I'm excited to, uh, try and try and win back my Jersey. Need uh, to encourage people that are listening to this to get out and register for that race and, and, and go race it. Even if it's just for, for fun or for exercise, try to bump those fields up and get some people out doing the Lambert championships. This is, yeah, this is a two state championship race. So, uh, Everybody, bring it. And, and, and that to, was a good subtle shout out to Go Race, the club that is uh, sponsoring right. the uh, Crit Championships. Ooh, Clever nice. play on words. Um, well, and well they played, also sir. do have, you know, they've got a women's four or five field and a women's, uh, what I believe, one, two, three. Excellent. Field. So, you know, and like I said, there's a one, two field and then a cat three field. So there's some options. Um, there's also a beginner's cat five field. I think if you raced. Yep. Less than five races, you can do that one. So, yeah. Um, and then after that, we have August 26th or is it 27th. 20, 27th. And something, you know, you and I, Towns, have been working on the Lambert Road Championships, which we didn't think was going to happen. We kind of went through a few different locations and maybe, maybe it was going to be different, some different promoters, but it looks like it's happening. I mean, it's happening. It's on USAC August 27th in Flora, Mississippi, which is near Jackson. Shout out to Madison Felker, young junior girl, is our first registered rider oh, for nice. the Lambert Road Championships. I saw earlier Sweet. today. Madison, who was my daughter's uh, partner for the two-man uh, team time trial a couple years ago. Last year. Yeah. Last year, yeah. So she's our first registered rider for that, so that's great. And, uh, yeah, definitely, guys, get out and think about coming to register for that. By all accounts, it's a, uh, it's a scenic sort of hilly course up in Flora, Mississippi, about a three-hour drive from New Orleans, maybe not even uh, quite that far, just outside of Jackson, Ridgeland area. So it's close. Um, getting a lot of support from the local cycling community, uh, some guys stepping up to help us uh, with some of the logistics of that race, and we're promoting that race through Lambra uh, as officers of the, and board members of, uh, of Lambra itself but uh, calling on some of the local cycling clubs up there to help us with volunteers and 
some of the other logistics. So I think that's going to be a fun day of racing. And again, it is the Louisiana and Mississippi state championships. So if you've got an interest in coming out to race your bike, that would be a great time to do it. Yeah. Medals and jerseys on the line. Yeah. And just, you know, I just want to go back and say, you know, the, one of the things I, I had the largest, we were in the largest field in the uh, team time trial and there were only three teams registered. So there was, there was a lot of opportunities for people just to show up yeah. and get a medal, you know? That's so true. Uh, get out there and do it, get out there and race. Um, you know, especially there were no, the, one of the, one, I think one of the, the, the biggest probably disappointments for for everybody is that you know there was no women's team whatsoever was represented at the uh, the state time trial championships uh, team time trial championships and uh, it would be great to see uh, more women showing up to do that race so speaking of state time trial championships mm-hmm. I think we owe another shout out to our good buddy George Morse George we, Morse we discovered right, this right. weekend is the <laughs> Masters 35 plus New York state time trial champion individual yeah. time trial champion which uh i never did look at the results to see what the field sizes were like but uh I'm, that, that's the entire state of new york which is a pretty big place obviously and uh george who just recently moved up there went up and snatched uh snatched their medal from him man that's so that's great congratulations george yeah great podium shot of george being mugged by his uh two boys that's uh, right Always love those. So, yeah, kudos, George. And we look forward to uh, seeing and hearing more from you. Appreciate yeah. the Instagram post. Big up to the baby-faced assassin. Um, yeah, well, I, I pulled up the results. And interesting to see that even in the state of New York, there was only four people in this field. Really? That seems astonishing to me. It is kind of crazy. Although they do have, like... 800 fields different age graded yeah. categories basically every five years right yeah 35 um, plus 40 plus i mean if you look in the wow i mean there must have been look at even so let's that's just a... face it time trialing is not that fun there must have been a different race going on in new york that everybody else wanted to do i'm i'm just gonna put it out there and say that time trialing is uh, well, obviously, it's my specialty. So I guess so. I thought know. it was climbing, but now, now you're the time <laughs> no time trialist. So all your talk about tires, I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, are you gonna start talking about aero stuff? Do Do you know what size tires I was on? Twenty eights. Twenty threes. Whoa. Yeah. Wow, so you that you lost time there too. Uh, obviously. Yeah. yeah. You probably guys would have been. I don't know. That's what twenty seconds faster. Yeah. Absolutely. You, so, so yeah, that, that does uh, bring to mind a new segment that we were contemplating uh, where Matt does talk about now not just tires and tire talk, but Matt talks about all things arrow. And we're gonna call that uh, we're gonna call that s- segment Cherio breaks wind. <laughs> so if you have any questions about how to get fast in the wind, yeah, how to really break that wind, yeah. Um, I'm an send expert. Us, send us an email, uh, attention, Sercherio, and we'll, we'll we'll get you an answer on yeah. how to do that. Yeah, put Sercherio breaks wind in the subject line. That's right. Hashtag. Yeah.
So what else is happening? Well, I mean, just kind of finishing out the uh, Lambert calendar, we have the Rocky Mountain Road Race. Just wanted to give them a shout out. That's happening uh, end of September. I guess, no, it's... Uh, it was a stage race, but I heard today that it's going to be it's just a road race now. That's right. So that's in Shreveport. That's September 30th or, or October 1st. I don't know yet, um, but I heard they've increased payouts because they've got more money to spend. So if you're looking for some sort of hilly road racing, uh, that's coming up. So you should go do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's all I got about that. So, Bodie, did you uh, head over to uh, Roulette on Friday? I was out of town, but did you head over to uh, Roulette for the big gold sprints party? I did. Can you give us a quick race report on that? I still suck at gold sprinting. <laughs> you know why? Because it's not hard enough. Well, I mean, yes, probably. There is no resistance on the rollers, but some. I just can't do it. It is difficult, and I don't ever want to do it again. It was really fun to watch everybody race. Uh, we had actually a fairly good women's bracket, and a lot of the Urban South uh, ladies were there, and they took one, two, and three. New teammate Angela nice. Catalano was there and showed up, and I think she got second. Who uh, won? Elise? Elise won. Yeah, congratulations, yeah. Elise. And, yeah, I took some photos. They're up on the uh, Ride Facebook page. There's some pretty good pain faces. Um, they've got a new setup. It's actually like... Uh, on rollers and they're using the roulette bikes so it's pretty it's pretty legit it's much better than the previous setup right um i could see that becoming a more uh, frequent thing i think i will continue to just maybe just take photos i don't really want to do gold sprints anymore <laughs> it's, it's so dumb but you're an excellent gold sprint photographer yeah i think i would just i want to try and stick to my strengths there uh, is however an awesome picture of you Oh, uh, yeah. With the uh, the pizza hat, uh, with Nigel's pizza hat on, on uh, with your uh, your gold sprint face. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Shout out to uh, my new friend, uh, Danny Way. Um, she's in town working with Roulet, and she uh, grabbed my camera when I went up to um, get on the gold sprint machine and snapped a few photos. And I think that photo really sort of expresses how much I love gold sprints. So <laughs> it was a perfect uh, opportunity. And... Shout out to Nigel for letting me wear his pizza hat. She yeah. also shot a pretty awesome video uh, in the Roulette van, I guess, when maybe they were driving back uh, from El Paso, picking up the mm -hmm. gold sprint equipment, or yeah. driving around town with uh, Taylor on the, on the gold sprint in, in the, the back of the van as yeah. the van was driving down the highway. And all I could think was, you're going to bend your fork that way. Uh. <laughs> it would be kind of cool if somehow he was able to power the van you know, to like to additional power to the van by sitting there on the rollers. Or at least maybe just power the disco lights that Wes has hooked up in the back of that thing. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Or maybe the little kegerator or something. Mm. Yeah. Well, you guys want to talk about some uh, some actual professional bicycle racing? Well, I mean, we, we've got Matt here, so yeah. he's pretty professional, I, right? I am a professional. I am a state champion. No, but I so. think we should move on. There's, a, there's actually surprisingly been a lot of road racing post-tour. I felt, I felt there was, like, nothing for a moment, but then I realized that we just had a slew of races yeah. we did. on the UCI calendar. A lot of good stuff going on. So Where do you guys want to start? We're going to do a quick lightning round with uh, talking about some of the races? Well, let's start with San Sebastian. Yeah. Uh, little Sebastian uh, Kwiatkowski. Kwiatkowski, uh, 
our favorite hero. Uh, he won that race. Notable was that Landa was with him and once again was a loyal lieutenant. Yeah, he was. It was a pretty spectacular Team Sky performance and not a Sky Train performance. It was... Sky uh, Breakaway. Well, they sent Mascon up the road with like about 30k to go. And he was time trialing like a maniac. Johnny Badmouth Muscon. Yeah. yeah, back from a back from his uh, racist mm-hmm. suspension. Yep. Um, and uh, you know he basically set them up to the bottom of the climb, and then Nieve did a lot of work uh, chasing down brakes off the front, and then Lander goes, and uh, there were some heavy hitters up there. I mean, there was Dumoulin uh, was there. Yeah. Balcom Alama. Balcom Alama. Yeah, last no, year's winner. Yeah, a really good finish. Yep. Uh, yeah, very good finish. And, uh, I mean, they, they played it perfectly in Sky, really, didn't they? They managed to bridge, like, uh, Kwiatkowski managed to bridge across with, on the descent with mm-hmm. Dumoulin. And uh, they really kind of, like, set it up for the end. And Lander went hard at the... Actually, Lander caught them napping right at the end. And it looked like he might actually get away. But they, they kind of pulled him back. And, of course, Kwiatkowski got to sit at the back and just uh, wait out for the sprint. So San Sebastian, bit of a summer classic, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really... Sorry. It's San Sebastian is in... The Basque country in Spain. Spain, okay. Yeah. All right. On the coast. So it's kind really of... Really sh- beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's an, an amazing looking city. Um, yeah. oh, Richard Moore said it was the most beautiful city in the world. Yeah, which, which I think is questionable, but... Uh, <laughs> You Apparently, know, it was not a question for him. I guess not. I uh, thought Daniel Freeb said that, but <laughs> but uh, I would uh, I would certainly love to go there. And the food is supposed to be spectacular there. Uh, I know uh, our good friend Chuck Bell has been there, and uh, yes, the food is supposed to be amazing. All right, well let's uh, let's move on. What are okay. we talking about next? Well, uh, we had the ride London, right? There was two days. Yeah, men's race and a women's race. I don't yeah. know much about this event, so maybe I mean I know who won, but I well, the women's race is like a crit on the Saturday. Oh, so it's not the same course? No, the women's race is. I mean, Townsend and I know because we've ridden it many times. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> what do you the, mean you guys have ridden it many times? On Zwift, you know, it's the the classic, <laughs> the classic course. Oh uh, man, I know I it s- like the back of my hand. I yeah. bought that stuff for Zwift and still haven't tried it. I was on it today. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, so the women's is basically a kind of extended crit circuit, really, isn't it? And it is. It's fairly flat, most of it. There is a little kicker. A little climb up from the uh, embankment up to uh, Piccadilly. Yep. yep. And uh, but it's uh, yes. Piccadilly. That's the that's the buffet they have here in New Orleans, where you can get macaroni <laughs> and cheese pizza. That's right. They ride right past that in yeah. the uh, London Classic. That's that's the feed zone. <laughs> so. Yeah, and uh, and Corinne Rivera Corinne for the USA. Yep, wins that. Having a great season. Yeah, phenomenal. And then in the men's race, and the men's race goes out into the Surrey Hills and does a couple of loops around, and then it goes up Box Hill. And uh, Sky tried a lot of stuff and got nothing. Came away with absolutely nothing. And uh, and Alexander Kristoff won. Yeah, he's sort of redeeming himself for pretty lackluster tour. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it just wasn't. It, it just the, the tour just wasn't didn't set up well for him this year. No, you know? it just it hasn't it, set up well for him in a couple of years. Seems like. You know, he's just not. He's not an absolute pure, straight out sprinter. 
and then he's not the 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 sort of classic punchy sprinter either. I think he's he, maybe more of the punchy type sprinter than the right. than the pure sprinter. But the the punchy stages were just a little too punchy for him in the tour this year. But he's had two great results in the last two weeks. Yep. Uh, so if you're judging him by what he's done lately, which we know that Bodie, you love I to like judge to people by what yep. they've done lately. What has Aru done lately? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll just... so you're all on the Kristoff bandwagon now. He won mm. the Ride London and then wins the Euro Road yeah, Championships. Yeah, Euro Road Championships, which um, that was a pretty good race. I uh, was able to catch the end of that. Um, got some pretty cool screen grabs. I don't know if you guys saw those on Twitter. Yeah, I did. Um, oh, with the, do you want to eat some hummus? <laughs> right. Yes, I would like two pieces. Um, <laughs> yeah, Viviani and Kristoff uh, went kind of went, well, it was more of a group sprint, but they were pretty close, and Kristoff just barely got them. And it looked like that Kristoff sort of closed the door a bit, and they there was a bit of uh, rub in his racing, but, I mean, Viviana really wasn't impeded, and he... He was able to throw his bike and just Kristoff got him. Yeah, so, I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, you can't, you know, when you when you win or lose by that small of an amount, obviously it makes the difference between first and second. But you really can't say anybody, you know, got got the best of the other in that situation. It's really sort of just who has the best bike throw at the end of the day. And a big shout out to Bosenhagen too, because they kind of uh, he set. That oh up. my gosh! Yeah, he had that monster attack, and he 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 was with another guy. Right, and, and then he did he the just, same thing he did in the tour. He just rode him off his rode wheel, off he? his wheels, and it, I, oh my god, I got so stoked. I thought maybe he was going to do it, and he seemed to get caught, but then put in another. Like they kind of set up, and he put in another effort, and kind of went off the front again for maybe like ten more seconds. And I thought, you know, this could be it again. Um, but that was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch too much of the tour of Poland. All I know that that was happening. That was a good race too. There was I, some good yeah, stuff. I don't know anything about that. Uh, Sagan won GC. No. <laughs> is it a GC race? It is a GC race. Yeah. But is Sagan it? didn't win. But Sagan did win some stages, and then in the last stage, he was off the front, and it was a very hilly stage, uh, very steep hills and stuff, and they only caught him in the last like two or three k. Uh, but uh, it was BMC rider that won it, and I'm now completely forgetting his name. Tunes? Uh, yes, Tunes. Yeah, hmm. Dylan Tunes. I think yeah. maybe I also watched that too. Yeah. So apparently, the Tour of Poland you did. is. Or you're a good guesser. I mean, is this like a typical stage race where climbing stages and time trials and sprint stages, or is it more of like a bunch uh, of classic races? If 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 Sagan is winning a bunch of races, I'm thinking that it's. There was a lot of sprints uh, and a couple of hilly finishes and stuff. No real, no real big climbing stages. So no. I think it's I think it's a combination of sort of classics type stages and then don't just think there some was a time trial, stages. Right? No, I don't think there is a time trial. It's a it's a one week event. Yeah, six day event maybe. Yeah, yeah something. I think it might be six. Yeah. Well, speaking of speaking of. Uh, one week events. We just had one over here in the good old USA. Bodie, I know you spent a lot of time um, on the uh, on the computer watching it because that was really the best way to watch this race, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll just, you can just call me uh, America's Tour expert over here. Um, I do enjoy watching the Tour of California, although that's a world tour now. Uh, but Tour of Cal- Tour of Utah is one of my favorite races to watch, mainly, I guess, because it's so easy to watch, and you know. 
some of these teams are teams that we see at some of the crits at Sunny King or, you know, right. they're sort of more accessible, it seems like. Um, yeah, great win for Rob Britton at Rally. Rally's had a pretty good year. Huge year for them. Um, he, I think he got the GC in, gosh, I don't know, the second or third day, maybe, the, and held on to it. Well, he won the time trial, which really set it up. Is that it? Uphill time trial, yeah. On, and they were all on regular road bikes. I don't think it was super steep, but maybe they weren't allowed to use TT bikes. I, I think, yeah, I think they weren't. I think they could use an aero helmet um, and maybe, but I don't think anybody had disc wheels. Um, yeah, it was also kind of interesting because I was really curious about who was at the Tour of Utah. Right. One World Tour team, BMC. Yeah. Last year, there was three teams uh, in Lachlan Morton won it with Dimension Data. Well, he actually won it with Jelly Belly, and that's how he got back into Dimension Data. Oh, that's right. Yep. Okay. Okay, so there were three teams. Anyway, that sent me down a rabbit hole of looking at what are these levels of pro tour teams. You've got the pro Conti, and then you have the Conti teams. Um and who all have to ride gator skins <laughs> <laughs> or gp 4000s <laughs> that's then, the pro contis and i was looking at wikipedia i realized that team norvo nordisk is a pro conti team along with uhc right and nova nordisk rode rouge bay but that wasn't their was that their pro conti team well I thought that was like the junior I was looking team. over the start list of Tour of Utah, and I saw the name Sam Brand, and I go, why do I recognize that name? Looked into the IAEA ride inbox on Facebook. He sent you a message. He sent me a message. About getting Rouge. a photo. Yes. And I had totally forgotten about it until the Tour of Utah. So three months later. Um, so I... Uh, you're like, hey, dude, you rode in the Tour of Utah. Now you deserve the photo. I Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I went and I found, dug out the photos. I had two photos of him and sent them over to him and wished him good luck. Um, I don't know that. He, he was in the Tour of Utah, and he also raced at Rosier Bay. So I'm assuming, I mean, obviously he's on the Pro Conti squad. I don't know exactly if they sent their entire Pro Conti squad to Rosier Bay. but Right. So now where does Holowesca Citadel fit into that? They're a con- continental Conti team. team. Okay. Right. And then I started digging a little more about this domestic elite you, team. You know where Novador did race uh, this year? Where? They were at uh, Milan San Remo. Wow. Oh, they had a team over there. Yeah. Huh. How about that? I, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. They were in the breakaway. Hmm. So you were you were saying domestic elite teams, Bodie? Yeah. So I, I sort of went down this rabbit hole of uh, how it all shakes out, and you know Palmer is known as the domestic elite team in our area. Turns out, 4D is also a domestic elite team. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know and that. And there's either. actually a note on the list of teams saying because it was Sam LeBlanc, um, uh, Jesus, wow, brain fart. What's his name? Other guy on 4D, um, and then Ben Bradley, and there was actually a note said waiting for his upgrade because you mm-hmm. have to be a Cat 1 to be a domestic elite. Okay. Interesting, just just a little little trivia nugget that I found. Um, and you have to have a minimum of four riders? 
I don't know. They all meet those what criteria. The re requirements are to be a domestic elite team. And then I think there's an average age that you have to be at or under too, so that you can't I just have. I don't know if that's on a domestic elite team. Okay. That might be for the continental teams. All right, maybe I'm wrong. Interesting. Uh, you just got to pay a little more money to register your team. Like technically, we could make Urban South a domestic elite team, but it might cost us two thousand dollars. And we'd all have to be cat ones. So we can't do that, actually. So we can't. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we all start getting tremendous results. But I think that being a domestic up. elite allows you to get invited to the pro field at races like Tulsa Tough or Sunny right. King. Okay. UCI races, I suppose. That's what those are. Although I don't know if Tulsa Tough is. Anyway, that's my long digression into UCI team categories. Okay, so, so we should talk about the winners of uh, Utah? We did, Rob Britton. Oh, okay. That's right. Um, I, I want to just give a quick thought just before we close out Tour of Utah to the broadcast and the interface that they use, which I thought was, you know, really easy, well done. You've got your video playing in the center where you're watching the live feed. You've got graphics showing where they are on the road. You've got graphics showing who's in the break. Right based on uh, and then it ranks them based on where they're you know where they are in GC uh, tells you who's in the peloton where they are quick easy click to run through yep. all the various stages results it's all right there super easy to use super easy to follow shout out to the person that developed that user interface and that well, I system think it's, it's the Adobe tour tracker right yeah should just yeah. Uh, should use that for more races maybe they, they do well they, they do it for, they use it for California right? California and they used to use it for Tour of Colorado, mm, which is now Colorado Classic. Colorado Classic. Colorado Cycling four Classic. Four days? Is that four days? I think it's three days, and it's weird because they're partnering. They're they're they've got a podcast partner. I've heard. Okay. But it's they're just some some, oh. some dude named Lance. <laughs> like like uh, why didn't yeah. they call us? Some bro. They should have called the Yeah You Ride podcast to come out to Colorado. We'll yeah. talk about. Yeah. We'll be their official, a podcast partner. And guess what? We don't have any USADA or WADA sanctions. Well, so, there is some controversy there, right? That he may actually be in some kind of violation because it's involvement with professional cycling. Participating in professional cycling. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. All right. I'm sure well, there's we'll, uh, a lot of lawyers uh, working on this right now. Does anybody, no one, does anybody want to weigh in some, with some hot takes on that? Uh, <laughs> check Twitter, see if anybody's responding to us right yeah. now. Yeah. I know we we have some uh, teammates that are fans of Lance. We do. We have some Lance homers on yeah. our squad. It's all good, man. You know, my dad was a uh, my dad That's was right. a Lance defender until he uh, until his death. So uh, you found a home for the Astana Cap. I did find a home for the Astana Cap. Yeah. Just for for those listening, I uh, went home to see my uh, see my family. My dad passed away earlier this year, and I uh, was given a box of stuff of his old bike stuff. And I was rooting through it, and one of the things I discovered was a 2009 Astana Pro Cycling cap, Livestrong Nike Astana Pro Cycling cap from the year that Lance spent on uh, Team Astana. The crazy, crazy year. Anyway, we won't get into all that, diving back eight mm. years into the past, but uh, um, felt like I needed to get rid of it. Wasn't something that I wanted to keep, but it uh, interesting piece of... Uh, slightly uh, slightly controversial cycling history so yes i did i found someone to take it and guard it and 
Are you uh, keeping that person like a secret to protect them? Or? It is uh, Rusty, my friend Rusty. Okay. Hey, Rusty nice Roussel. All right. Of Salvation Studio. So Rusty's going to take the cap, uh, and he said, "I'll I'll take it, not so much because I want the cap, but he said I want to uh, honor the father of a good friend." That's nice. So, yeah, I thought that was All nice right. of Rusty. So uh, yeah, thanks that. Rusty for taking the cap, and it'll be in good hands with you. Good job, Rusty. Uh, speaking of cycling teams and all that crazy stuff, you guys want to do our quick uh, mashup of uh, team transfers and well, things yeah, like that? And, and that's actually a really nice segue because, first of all, today it was announced that Alberto Contador, who was Lance's teammate, who won, I believe, that Tour de France that year, uh, has just announced his retirement. That's right. Yeah, I saw the uh, posted a little... Instagram video or Facebook video thanking right. his friends and fans and announcing his retirement. So, yeah. so probably good. Well, yeah. You know what? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Man, bummer, wow. bummer, Bodie over yeah. there. <laughs> I mean, you might yeah. like. I is. I'm sorry. Like Contador, Contador's trajectory is kind of in on the downslope. Like he might be oh. like hitting at the end of the plateau. So that's okay. Like I mean, last oh. like. Can you imagine next year when he gets, you know, 50th in the in the Tour de France and then decides to retire? Like, you got to go out while your flame is at least flickering as opposed to completely snuffed. Man, Oleg Tinkoff over <laughs> to my right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just mad that every time I pick Contador on my fantasy cycling screen team, he never did anything. Well, yeah, okay. So he knows, right, that it's not it's not happening anymore, that it's gone. Yeah. But it's like he's. I was surprised. He's. I thought he was older. He's only thirty-four. Wait, really? Yeah, that yeah, is that's surprising. Crazy. That's crazy. That Isn't is crazy. That crazy? Yeah. So he's so, been racing since he was young. Yeah, as I mean, a pro, he was a phenom, and you know, thanks Alberto. And yes, you know, obviously there's the clenbuterol issue and everything that has kind of tainted his career. But um, but uh, can I, you know, can I just can I just say? It is my humble opinion that yes. there is no one who climbs out of the saddle as beautifully as Alberto Contador does. Absolutely. False. Chris Horner. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's move on to uh, some of the big team transfer news. Uh, All right. So we're going to do a rapid fire round here. And Matt, you're going to lead this one. I'm going to lead this one. Okay. So I'm going to... I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to go team by team here very quickly. Okay. Okay. Bahrain Merida, who's coming in? Uh, Izagir, coming over from Movistar. That's right, to join. Uh, Izagir. Izagir. Oh, right. that's right, his brother. <laughs> that's no, his United and it feels that so brother good. brother is cousin. Uh, they are actual brothers, yeah. unlike the Enel. They're uh, not brothers? No, I... T- how what many times do I have to tell you? They're cousins. Oh. Okay. Always mix that up. Yeah. yeah. But they're not twins like the Yates brothers. Uh, no. And uh, Mohoric is coming over there, too, from uh, uh, Emirates. Oh, so a, what do you think about deep, that? Bahrain... That's a deep cut right there. <laughs> <laughs> so Bahrain Marita is going to have Nibbles and the Izagir uh, brothers. Yeah, I think I picked the wrong Izagir for uh, the tour now that I think about it. Matt, you just reminded me. Well, it's I tell you what, picking the wrong Izagir is always better than picking the wrong Hey Now. 
That's true. Or the wrong Sagan. That's true. You can get yourself into a lot of trouble. <laughs> Unless yeah. you're picking the wrong Sagan to win the, 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 the national uh, championship. The national championship, that's yeah. Right. Slovakia championships. All right. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's great. I think that'll be uh, that'll be that'll be fun to watch in some of the uh, some of the you know mountain mountain stages. Uh, I guess what what's your what's your take there? Looking to bring some support in for for Nibali to make one big final run at things. Yep, I think having those two guys there is going to be um, a big help to Nibbles. But you know, is Nibbles well? Nibbles is interesting, isn't he? Because is he a fading force like Contador? I don't know. He still manages to get on podiums at World. Let's at ask. Tours. Let's ask Bummer Bodie that oh, question. Yeah. Oh. Is his flame flickering, Bodie, or is it yes. still? It is? <laughs> wow. All right. There you go. You Fading heard it here first, guys. Okay. All right, where uh, do you want to go next, Matt? BMC. So, okay, who's leaving BMC? Well, Daniel Oss is the big one for yeah. us, right? The yeah. lion of the ox. Uh, the of, ox of, uh, of Trentino. The ox of Trentino. Sorry. And where is he going? He's Quick going step. to join. Uh, he's Katusha. going. Going nope. to form a hair band with uh, Peter Sagan. Well, actually, right. Peter Sagan got his hair cut. Oh, so they needed somebody else with long hair. Peter, on... you're on Greyjoy, Sagan. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever seen the movie Chopper? Don't no. think I have. Oh, go rent that. That's what okay. Sagan looks like now. Uh, so, right. yeah. So Daniel Oss is going to uh, bore a hands grow. Yep. Um, and and I guess we'll get to it later when you when we talk about Bora Hansgrove. We've got another interesting uh, signing for Bora Hansgrove as well this year. We do, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Daniel Oss going to race with uh, with uh, Sagan. Start a cooking revolution. Interesting, okay. yeah. Uh, interesting signings from BMC to, to BMC. Interesting signings in terms of people that are joining the team. An, an unusual signing, and I, I would think, like uh, for American uh, team followers, a slight disappointment possibly. Although BMC is an American teamish, Swiss slash American team. You're saying someone who is going to BMC? Who's somebody that performed uh, really well at the tour and was praising his team and everything and saying, you know, who is a great lieutenant to uh, another rock star? Uh, Rigoberto Duran Duran. Oh, you're it. Uh, Alberto Betiol. Oh, Betiol. Okay. Yeah. So he was like all about how what an amazing team this is and how great they are, and now he's going to be MC. Oh, you're saying that it's Money a disappointment talks. because he's left Cannondale. Yeah. Disappointment to the U.S. Yeah. Sure. I think, I think that's probably got to be. I mean, Vortes has just got to be like, oh god damn it, what you know, like you you help ride it, you know, you bring these guys up and you help them out, and then they're just gonna. Money talks. Yeah, I know it does. All right. Uh, and uh, Jürgen Rollins from uh, Lotto Sudel is going to be MC too. All right, uh, Bora. Well, we've got Daniel Oss. Who else is coming in? Peter Kenoff from uh, Sky. Yeah. How about that? Kenyuk. Kenyuk, yeah. I'm not surprised about that. Not surprised that he's leaving Sky, but uh, Bora was, uh, I was surprised about Bora. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, you know, you sort of wonder with Oss and, 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 uh, and and Kenoff, what what they're you know what kind of team are they trying to make there? well also obviously is going to be huge huge help in the in the class spring sure yeah yeah and 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 same with Kenoff as well i guess it's, i don't know it's like i don't still don't know really what he is uh he's kind of like he's a, he's a smoker right <laughs> yeah he is a smoker off-season smoker he's a kind of, yeah so um, I don't know. That'll be interesting. And then obviously Sagan stays. There's no. There's no hint that he's leaving. No, uh, I heard Skies is looking into getting Sagan. Yeah. <laughs> so where um, do we go now? Uh, dimension Data. Ooh. Dimension Data. Yeah. 
no big ends. They're bringing up uh, one of their African riders from their county team, but who's leaving? Well, your boy Nathan Haas is leaving, Bodie. That's right. I saw that. He's yeah. going to Katusha. Katusha. What? So do I have to be a fan of Katusha now? Oh, I don't know. That's a weird one to me. Yeah. And Omar Frey, who won a stage in the Giro this year for uh, uh, Dimension Data, didn't he? Yep. 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 And and he was also great in the uh, Tour de Yorkshire as well. Yeah. So that's um, interesting. And mm, FDJ. Nothing know. big going on there. Nothing as much interesting, as I can, really. I can tell. Yeah. Jungle um, Man is staying with Quick Step. So is Gilbert, correct? Yeah, but you know who's leaving? Uh, Matteo Trenton. Trenton. And then, of course, Tom Bonin retiring. Well, yeah, he already did, but yeah. where is Trenton going? See, That's Tom Boonen went out when his flame was hot. Uh, yeah, I guess he did. I mean, well, he knew... Well, he got second at, per- at Paris-Roubaix last year. Yeah. That's so, pretty... Matteo Trenton is going to Orica. Yeah, right? That's right. That's interesting. I like and Orica. I like Orica, too. And they're also signing... Somebody else to help them in the mountains. Mikel Nieve. Mikel Nieve. Yeah. So that I have both the Yates brothers. I have Mikel Nieve. Uh, like the yep. sound of that. Yates and Chavez. And Chavez. And yeah, both the Yates and Chavez are supposed to be doing the Vuelta, so that'll be interesting too. All right, so I'd like to see Chavez get some form back and do well again. Okay, so I think for me the big one is Sunweb. Who's yes. leaving, and where are they going? Bargui is going to... Conti team. A pro Conti team. Fortuneo yep. Ascaro. Yes. Which, which actually, if you look at the makeup of that team, they right. have a lot of really good riders. Is this team going to go world tour, though? Is so that... they, got a, they got a wild card bid to the tour this year, so they were in the tour this year. And I'm sure they'll get one next year. Especially with the KOM winner from this year's tour on the team. Right. And they have a lot of solid riders but to me the biggest thing that that move says to me is that tom dumoulin is doing the tour next year and is going to try to win it Uh, that says to me that let there be no confusion about who our gc guy for the tour is going to be right i can see that that's the way i read it and and maybe he thinks he's got a stepping down to step up in a Bargy. way for, Bargy. for Bargy. Yeah. yeah probably sure. so okay and and also I think for him it's interesting he I guess he's lived in other places but he wasn't happy other places and he wanted to come back to Brittany and he's very very sort of um, uh, what's the word uh, uh, passionate about his home loyal and they're a Brit- and they're a Breton team oh uh, okay so yeah, that's uh, that's kind of interesting. Be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, retirements at Trek Segafredo, Bertie we already mentioned, and also Jaime Zubeldia. Zubeldia. I didn't yeah. realize he was forty years old. Oh yeah. Did you did you guys hear or did I? Damn it! Did I send you guys that story? Uh, why? Uh, oh crap! Never mind. I had, a, I had a joke or a bit, and I've totally forgotten it. Oh, man, you just give me so much editing to do. 
All right. Huh. <laughs> you don't have to edit this out. Something about Heimer and Zubeldia beat Lance Armstrong on one stage. Oh. And then Lance Armstrong sent some guys and they actually killed Heimer and Zubeldia. Oh. But then Lance felt bad. That's right. So they... They always put him in the results. They put him in the even results so his family he, can get money. Yeah, even though like you never see him. Yeah, you actually never see him race. Oh, this yeah. was a conspiracy theory that yeah. you were reading yes. about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That nice. Heimer's ability is not actually hasn't raced in, since you know two thousand three. Yeah, that was pretty funny. So this uh, is like the clues from the Sergeant Pepper's uh, album cover that you can <laughs> look at to see the theory right. that uh, that Paul is dead. Yeah. I think the clues are actually in that Astana cap that you got. That might be. That there is a bit of like a sort of uh, sort of weird. There's a sort of weird rondel and some, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a, maybe a talisman in there. The sun hits it just right. It, you can sort of read the secret language in there. Could be. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's see. I think we've got just about, well, here's a big question that we don't, we don't know the answer to yet. Where is Landa? gonna land who just won the uh vuelta a burgos so he finally was not working for someone else on sky right. and he, what is this vuelta a burgos is this like like a, like a club race in portugal <laughs> uh it's a smaller level uh smaller level race what, but what's was, the name of this race uh the vuelta a burgos is he like now uh, a district champion in race of the, the hamburger <laughs> <laughs> the burgers yes uh so but where yeah we still don't know where he's going we don't we know don't obviously know. the rumors of movistar yeah but that's the strongest no, rumors. no confirmation and yeah. given the fact that movistar is really sort of silent so far this year i mean so far in the transfer window not uh, a lot other of information than... uh they have they've signed sepulveda from fortuneo oscaro and jamie rosson from caja rural one thing that you uh, glossed over, if you, I don't know if you were doing this alphabetically or not, but uh, kinda, we kind of jumped around. Failed to mention that uh, Tony Gallopan was going to AG2R, which I think is uh, a nice, interesting move. That and is interesting. Helps. Uh, it's going back to France. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, he could definitely bolster the squad for, for them in the tour. I think. I and, and maybe even in the, some of the classics. Yep. You know, work with, uh, you've got Nason, who had a yep. great classic season this year. That's right, the Belgian champion. So there you go with that. Yep, that's uh, uh, interesting. And actually, you know, AG2R have really stepped up in the classics, I felt. You know, they were always present in the break uh, in, uh, in the spring classics. All right, anyway, and the last one is who is going to Emirates? Uh, Christoph. Christoph, yeah. Yeah, who and all of a sudden looks like a great signing for them on the heels of, you know, two victories. He'll That's... be wearing, I guess he'll be wearing the, will he be wearing the European National Champions jersey next season? Well, it's not a national. A European, Euro, Euro Continental Champion. Championship. Yeah. Euro Champs jersey. Do you wear that during every road race? I there don't know. Is, yeah. Is he also the... Who was Euro Champ jersey before? Sagan, I believe. Oh, so he didn't wear it because yeah, yeah world sense. championships takes precedence. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so UAE is going to have Christoph and possibly Aru. Is that? Uh, yes. Is that a rumor that, that I heard? Is, right, I did. That is right. a rumor that is um, very possibly true. Yes. All right. Well, great. 
Nice job, guys. Good lightning round. So guys, it's it's summertime here in New Orleans. Yep, it we're, is. We're, it is most definitely summertime. And, uh, and very the cross so. season is is soon to be upon us as the weather starts to cool off slightly. Yes, the transition uh, to fall. It I becomes is the next it one. becomes fall. Fall is the traditional season for the sport of cyclocross. Well, not cross. here. We, we're we're entering second summer. Yeah. So yeah. it's winter right now in yes. the southern hemisphere. It is. Uh, so it's perfect time, weather-wise, to uh, have a national championship for the Australian cyclocross. However, it seems like the exact wrong time, in terms of the cyclocross season as a whole, to be trying to peak as a cross racer right now. Right. Do you know, other than the fact that it's winter in Australia, why do they have their cyclocross championships now? <laughs> I, I guess because this is their cyclocross season. Yeah, because it's winter there. But yeah. but do they have? Is this the end of a, a full season of cyclocross in Australia that we've just missed yes. as we were watching road races here? Yeah. So what's Sorry, happened you... is they they have their national championships and then the UCI calendar is kicks off either with an Australian race or a Chinese race in August, and then. So there, if you're a cross racer, you're peaking for nationals, and then the first UCI races, um, and then I got, there are some racers who come to the states and continue on. So right. So when does Australia do their road national championships? They do that in January. Okay. All right. Yep. So that's right. So so this is the this is the sort of tour of Australia, uh, Australian road nats sort of time of year for cyclocross in Australia. And and so, uh, Australian cyclocross racers, similar to some Australian or New Zealand uh, road racers, uh, do actually peak at a different time of the season than than others. Yeah, I think for national riders, you know, who aren't going to come over to Europe, then yeah, it's it's going to work that way. Yeah. I mean, with the Aussie road nats, that's before. Um, you know the uh, tour down under and the Sun Herald Sun. I'm sorry, I said West. tour of Australia. Obviously, I meant right. to say tour down under. But uh, yeah, so I guess like for national riders, that's their you know that's their big summer season, and just like you would have your you know in Europe, they're going to have their nationals before the Tour de France. They're yeah. going to have theirs before the Tour down under. Okay. Yeah. So what do you do if you're an Australian cyclist that wants to uh, be in good shape for uh, world championships in January? Yeah, well, you I guess... A, you do two peaks. I guess you, you guess you do two peaks as a cross racer. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they have to. I guess they have to sort of be... Well, if you are... Well, here's a question then. If you are... That, if you are... If you're wanting to be at the level to be good enough for the world championships in what is it, end of January? Yep. Beginning of February, end of January? End of January. End of February. End of February. Is it that late? The world championships? Of Cyclocross? Yeah. Okay. So if you want to be good enough for the world championships of Cyclocross 
at that time of year, you're going to have to be a really good cross racer to start with. So you're probably going to be better than most of the people at your national cross race in Australia, True I would think. Yeah, I can't really think of a lot of Australians that were competing in the World Championship of Cyclocross this year. So maybe it's a moot point and we should just uh, move on. But I didn't yeah, see not, any of them at the front. Yeah, don't, don't, don't know where you're going with that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that where I was going with that well, one. Well, I know where you're going, but you took a very long route. Yeah to get there feel free to edit as much of that out as you want to uh so peta mullins wins the uh, yeah. race for the women and peter peter it's peter 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 yeah who loves mcdonald's and uh and i don't know who won the men's race uh it was a i don't know his name but he's on a team that i follow oddly enough well which is uh he's Flanders obviously Nemesis. not on also a u.s road team that no. has a really good social media presence, so we don't know. No, because Peter I, Mullins kicked butt in the states, went to Australia, won the national championships. Yeah, she's obviously in phenomenal and form, and she loves to eat McDonald's. Like <laughs> I listened to that podcast, Peter. You said the food in America wasn't very good, but I noticed on your Instagram stories you were at McDonald's a lot. Yeah, and even in Australia, she's at McDonald's. So is she going to go race World Cup? Is she that good of a cross racer? I don't know. We'll yeah, see. I guess that'd we'll be see. interesting. So let's talk about cyclocross because I'm psyched and I've been waiting for uh, 18 episodes to really talk about cross. <laughs> cross is here. Although I have to say, is I it? went out and rode my cross bike for the first here. time. It's in Australia, so it's here. Okay, cross is here at the podcast. It's not actually here yet. Okay. It's still coming. All right. I think technically, cross will be here uh, the first week in September. Um, but in our area, uh, you know, let's just first talk about in Lambra. If you're racing in Lambra, it looks like, uh, Brulee has a provisional schedule up and that starts October 21st. It seems to go every other week this year. Yeah. Okay. Um, for the entire season. Um, but I don't, I don't think those dates are final yet. I heard that mid August we'll find out. When that's all going to happen. Um, so we've got some races in Texas and Alabama yeah, in like September, Texas, early October. Well, I, I mean, there's yeah, there's plenty of racing to do in Texas, Alabama um, in September to be even early, yeah, early October before we even get to Delta States. Um, so we mentioned last week uh, or the, on the last episode that uh, the women's uh, local women's cross practice has uh, cranked up on wednesday evenings yeah it starts this wednesday and then at some point we're going to get our thursday night practice cranked up um Bodie, you said you drove by our practice location in city park the other day after the torrential rains and floods that we've had and we're underwater is that right well i drove by today today so today after the rain on saturday uh, it was a swamp there which i expected which we know and that's why uh, we haven't cut the course in yet. Yes, but uh, talking to Chris Reed and Bjorn, mm. they have a new area. That's right. And so I went over there and checked it out. Uh, it's a strip of land. It used to be the People's Avenue Canal. There's, there's a street called People's Avenue. It goes from Gentilly to Leonsi Simon. And it's just grass. Um, and it's kind of tall in some areas. But it's there's a street, 
There's so houses, there's a railroad tracks street, there? and then there's a railroad. But in between those, the street and the railroad is a strip of grass, probably 30 to 40 yards wide. Um, nice. So near Gentilly, there's actually a gravel parking lot. There's actually some slight hills up onto the train track that are dirt mm -hmm. with trees. Um, it looks like it's ripe for a pretty good trail and it drains really well. Um, so we could put in a course and I think we could not be bothered and I think it might be a really good spot to do hot cool. laps. Sounds perfect. Next thing you're going to tell me is there's a snowball stand right next to it. There might be. I mean, it's New Orleans. There's probably someone selling, you know, pickle shots out of the back of their garage on, on People's Avenue, you know, so. All right. Well, so let's get stoked about Cross for a second, Bodie and Matt. And, mm. you know, let's get some let's get some other people stoked about Cross that have maybe thought about coming out to give it a shot, see what it's all about. They've seen the Instagram photos. They've heard the stories. Maybe they've listened to the podcast and uh, started wondering what this whole cyclocross thing is about. And let's let's talk about what somebody might need to do if they wanted to come out and, and try some cyclocross. What do you think? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Well, you need a bike, first of all. Well, so, okay. Let's you talk about what kind of bike do you need? You could get by with a mountain bike if that's yep. what you have. That's right. You could um, you could get by borrowing a bike from someone else, which is always a good way to start, just to see whether it's something that you're into. Yep. Prefer you know the obvious the best choice would be a cyclocross bike, but if you have a touring bike that has room for bigger tires, uh, a lot of people started that way. And the, I think the the idea is you want wider tires, right? That's sort of what you want to start with is you want something at least 32, 32 wide cc or whatever the measurement is. Right. Millimeters. Is it really millimeters? Yeah. Yes, 32 okay. millimeters. Um, CC is a unit of volume. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is a science podcast, That's a physics right. podcast. I am the scientist. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you st tires. That's the first place you want to start, something oh. big. Oh, let's start there. <laughs> <laughs> we could go for days. Um, yeah, All right, so tires. Could. That's a whole other episode. What else do you need? You're probably going to need... Mountain bike pedals and mountain bike shoes. Not necessarily though, right? I mean, you could just be in on flat pedals with your sneakers. Just show up. True. Basics. The basics are you need a bike that hopefully has some bigger tires on it and you can just get out and roll and have fun. That's true. That That is the bare minimum. Um, right. But if you want, if you do, I would suggest the next step. Like you don't really want to do it in road pedals. No, no. definitely not. You will destroy Platforms, your shoes over road pedals all day long so yeah. season season one uh our first practice course peanut butter pete used to show up on his uh on a steel frame bianchi single speed pista right with uh probably 23 mil road tires they might have been slightly bigger but yeah 25s maybe yeah. 25s yeah and uh and he used to come out there in his tennis shoes and and rip it up right you uh, can... so yeah you can ride you can ride cross in just about anything and if you catch the bug uh, then you want to start thinking about getting a cyclocross bike, right? Uh, you guys want to run through some run through some cross bike stuff? Uh, sure. Frames. You got your steel frame. You got your aluminum frame. You got your carbon carbon frame or and titanium, I guess too. Yeah. 
Let's not exclude. Matt, you've got a, you have a, a, a an aluminium frame. I do frame. have an aluminium frame bike with a carbon fork uh, that I bought for very cheap online. And uh, I bought the frame set and I built it up with bits and pieces. Uh, you can do it that way. And I've been racing that bike for several years now. I Got had on some a, podiums with it. Yeah, I, I started racing cross on the steel frame all city bike. That's right. And um, and then upgraded to a carbon fiber frame, uh, Fuji. And I have to say, uh, I would never personally would never want to go back on the cross course. Bodie, what are you, what are your thoughts? I mean, run what you brung. I got an aluminum frame. Mm-hmm. I like it. I I just like my road bike. I like to upgrade to something plastic just because it's lighter. But I think aluminum is a good place to start. Um, it is. It's definitely price wise. Yeah. Um, it's probably the cheapest entry point, and the I think that the price to weight ratio of an aluminium bike is um, hard to beat. So yeah, I mean, you could probably on online swap meet or the South Louisiana uh, bike swap uh, Facebook page probably find an entry level aluminum frame cross bike for. Six, seven, eight hundred bucks if you looked, right? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get a brand Definitely. new one for that money. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so then we talk about wheels and tires. Um, mm. Sir Cheerio, you're our local resident tire expert. You want to give a quick run through on, on uh, tires and wheels? Multiple across? options. Obviously, I think we've all started out on running, you know, aluminum wheel rims or whatever and clinchers and uh, as you progress you're going to start putting realizing that tires are everything when it comes they really to are and then you start throwing more and more money in until you're on carbon fiber rims with uh, glued on tubulars um, from exotic locales like france and belgium and uh, you, and then that's all you think about, and that's all that your uh, hard-earned money goes into. Yeah, and you caress them, and you sleep <laughs> with them in your bed, and dream about them. Well, as well, I mean, you put a lot of work into those those ta- those wheels, gluing them on, and everything. So you yeah. got to treat them right. Yeah. Which reminds me, my tubulars are just sitting on the ground, deflated. I should go pump them up and kind of make sure they're okay, and still glued on. Go so give a, them some a, love. another uh, a, a, another consideration and i realized this this year you know a lot of people and as you get more into cross you'll realize a lot of people have two sets of wheels uh both to serve as pit wheels in case you flat or have a uh, uh, some sort of wheel malfunction uh in a race you can quickly switch to a new set of wheels but also uh just because you don't necessarily want to be beating up your uh, expensive uh, tubular tires Right. A lot of people have a second set of wheels, which typically would be a, a, a clincher uh, wheel set, maybe a tubeless uh, wheel set. What I realized uh, is that it also helps when you have those two sets of wheels to have two sets of wheels where the rim width is similar. Well, that only counts if you're running uh, V-brakes or canties. That's true. If you're running discs, Doesn't the rim matter. width has no uh, bearing on it whatsoever. And most, and most new cross bikes are going to be disc. Yeah. So segue to brakes. Mm. Well, I was just going to say that I'm in the same situation where I have my tubulars are velocity major toms and they're 23 wide. Yeah. Um, and then my clinchers are just the stock 
wheels that came with the bike and they're much narrower 21 probably 21 mil. so 20. yeah so when i swap i have to adjust the brakes they're a real pain in the butt so i'm looking to buy a set of training wheels clinchers that are the same width as my tubulars so i'm searching around online swap meet for deals i actually um, am doing just the opposite my training wheels are uh, a set of head belgiums uh, that i had built that are 23 mil wide and uh, my race wheels were much wider than that, some zips. Mm. And I have just bought a uh, new set of uh, tubular Major Toms that are 23 mil wide. So I should be all set up this year because I am not running disc brakes. I'm running V-brakes. Oh, so what's happening to the zips? The zips um, gotten kind of beat up over the last few years uh, I may or may not have a uh, small crack in one of them oh. that I'm trying to ignore and not necessarily talk about on the podcast <laughs> wall art ouch okay alright so that's that that's those parts uh, any other things bits and pieces you need for cross well we talked about pedals uh, yeah. and shoes typically a mountain bike shoe yep yep uh, which I need desperately. I have uh, I have run both uh, Crank Brothers Egg Beater pedals as well as SPDs, which I'd say SPDs are the sort of tried and true uh, cross pedal. Um, and uh, I was a big fan of the of the Egg Beaters for the three seasons that I ran them until I broke one of them and got SPDs to replace them. And now that I've been running SPDs. I don't know why I wasn't running SPDs that entire time. <laughs> Never even think about uh, engaging the pedal. It just happens naturally, whereas I was constantly finding, trying to find the pedal with those egg beaters. Thank you, Townsend, for saying that. Yes. We're uh, all on the SPD bandwagon here. I am. I've only ridden SPDs, so I can't, I don't, it's, it's unfair of me to trash um, egg beaters or anything else. But yeah, my SPDs have been rock solid. There, has been, there was one time where they, we got too full of mud and I couldn't clip in. That's the only downside to them, I yeah. would say, is like if it's super, super muddy. It was um, it was at Austin's Nationals in Austin, and it was clay, very clay mud, and right. we did a lot of running in that race. And it, I was like chasing Rob Sudan, you know, my old teammate, and we both remounted our bikes, and he clipped in and rode away, and I sat there banging my pedal as I slowly pedaled. Um, now, he was, was, all, he, was he on uh, Crank Brothers? Yes, he was. Interesting. Yeah. And but that was the only better. time. Yeah. Wow. And it lo you, you, you lost the race because of it. Well, maybe, I, I lost the race against him. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was, you guys both lost the race. Yeah, no, yeah. we were nowhere near the front, but we were having fun. Um, but SVD's cheap, good entry level yeah. pedal. Like, yeah. just the best. Super way to do reliable. It. And also, actually, super easy to. Um, replace the bearings on yourself. I've done it uh, a couple of times. So last last little tidbit or a bit of uh, of gear would be drivetrain. Um, mm. Typically, Cross runs a uh, different ratio uh, of uh, crank. Uh, if you're running a uh, double up front, be much closer in spread as opposed to a 53-39 or a 50 34 it's usually a 46 36 typical cross That's gear up front yep yep and like uh, that. or a 44 36 something like that yeah and then um you've got the one by right uh, drivetrain which i know you run matt and I do. and a lot of people are very happy with yep. uh no front derailleur to worry about less less stuff to get clogged up 
Uh, one of the, I think one of the big problems we have in our area is we're riding on courses that have been recently mowed. And so yeah. a lot it's of not grass. just mud, but like if it gets wet and there's recently mowed grass, you're basically you're basically making a cake uh, <laughs> between your back tire yeah. and and your uh, uh, seat tube. And all of that goes into your front derailleur. It's kind of like a cow patty, actually. It's sort it of like, like hay mixed pat. with mud, it's and it very, makes it look like a yeah. cow just took a shit in your It's like a fudge works. brownie that yeah. you're just sticking into your front derailleur, which is not a good thing. So I would rather just not have one. Yeah. I still have a I still have a two by up front. I do too. I don't I don't know. I I would like to change it, but I've got uh, wheels and shoes right now are the most my priorities this season. And there's you know an acronym that we used to like we like to talk about with cross. So if you start cross, you will you will learn that it, it does ruin everything around you. Um, mm-hmm. That's by cream acronym. Yeah, cross. And it, I mean, and that comes from cash, which, in terms of cross, is also true because yes, you've I'm constantly buying new stuff, right. constantly buying new rear derailleurs. Oh, pro in- tip, pro tip, don't ride your bike in long grass. Yeah, and also pro tip, if you're serious about it, just get yourself a get yourself a, a backup rear derailleur. Yeah, and rear and certainly and have at least two have or three hanger. hangers. I have a hanger in my toolbox. Yeah, yeah. I just got given today new eleven-speed shifters and a new eleven-speed rear derailleur. So my cross bike's going eleven this wow. year. Wow, one were, by someone, eleven. Someone gave yeah. that to you. They gave them to me. Yeah. Who gave you that? Chuck Bell. Why? He's not using them. He's never going to ride cross. Wow. <laughs> he doesn't get off his bike once he gets on it until That's he right. stops for beer, for beer. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> if the, well, op- actually if in the cross, obstacle you is you don't a keg, have to get off your bike for beer. You just you stay on the bike. People yeah. deliver it to you. They do. Sometimes. But then you have to get off your bike for things other than beer, and that's yeah. what Chuck's not into. And that's another thing to bring up. Uh, we're, we are running a little touch long. Yeah, we've been talking for a while. We've been talking for a while, but we're, we're still under right now. So, yes, another thing about cross is the skills, right? That's a big one is it really helps to go out to a clinic. I know all three of us have benefited from doing that, from going to a skills clinic and learning from other people on technique. Yeah, shout out to... uh, uh, uh. (laughs) Shout out to uh, Rusty Williford and and, uh, Dan Tilly. Yeah. Yeah. Fulcrum Uh, Coaching, That that was a few years ago. That was a good clinic. I learned a lot. Phenomenal clinic, yeah. And there are still, you know, within our area, there are going to be skills clinics going on. There are people out there who will help you learn the skills. Show up, you know, show up to the Wednesday night uh, women's rides or the what nights are going to be? Thursday guys? nights uh, Thursday will be night. our practice nights. And then Roulet is hosting a Fallen to Cross clinic. I think it's in Baton Rouge this year, tentatively. Okay. Um, so... Pay attention to the uh, Delta States Grand Prix of Cyclocross webpage for information on that. Yeah. Um, you guys say we're running long. Maybe we should close out with a lightning round of uh, professional cyclocross uh, 
news and tidbits. What do you think? Sure. Yeah, lots of uh, exciting things happening. I think the biggest thing is that there's a national series this year um, in the pro level in the States. Uh, Ryan Trebon was someone who got together with uh, Show Air and created the, it's the U.S. Cup CX? CX Cup? Yeah, U.S. US Cup Cup? CX. U.S. Cup Cross. I don't know if that's, I don't know what, I don't know how you say it out loud. USA Cycling U.S. Cup is what the the rondel says so it's it's seven dates essentially they're taking existing races and just your those results go into their points you know grid or whatever um looks like they're competing for ten thousand dollar payout two champions equal prize money winner takes all so it's so five thousand dollars to the winner of this series um Interesting they don't have a payout down to 10 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess since... Well, the individual races are going to have their own payout. Yeah, that's true. So they, they have they, there is payout there, and so there's just the overall series. Um, that's So that's great. I think that's something that folks have wanted, to have the, sort of a way to sort of hang... The, so the, for the pro folks, so you get the, the best racers always racing together um, and something they can hang their season on. And the races they they chose look like pretty. It's it's KMC, um, which used to be Providence, right? Charm City, Derby Cup, yep. Cincinnati, and then there's one more. No, I think it's just the four. Oh. Is it really? Okay, so it's four. So it's eat two days, two days, two days, and just one day. So the one thing I'll say about it, just looking at it, and I hadn't done a whole lot of research on this, but you know I've listened to you know, a good bit of cyclocross podcasts and news and stuff over the years. The one thing that this series doesn't do is it doesn't really bring in the West Coast and the and the Colorado uh, cross into this. I'd be curious to see, you know, whether there are big races out West on any of these days that, that uh, conflict with, uh, with I, this schedule or whether guys from the, from the West Coast and Colorado are going to come do these predominantly East Coast uh, Midwest races. You got to, I mean, I got to say, it's got to be so hard in this country to do it because it's such a vast expanse, right? Yeah, it's basically like the entirety of Europe and, you know, and Russia. Yeah. Or, or, or Western Russia. Yeah, which, you know, it, it's like in, in Europe, you can, you, you only have to go like 10, 20 miles between two massive cross races yeah well i mean look at the dave ave series in belgium you know they have yeah. all of these races they're probably all within an hour and a half drive of each other at the most yeah. yeah so it looks like there is some there is a west coast race so kmc the kmc weekend there's also a race in west sacramento there have a uci race but that seems like a good overlap because those are races are on the complete opposite side of the yeah. country so if you're going to have two uci races on the same weekend right. That makes sense. Well, I, I think this is the answer that addresses the point that Matt is making, which is there's really no way to do it, right? There's no way to have a true entire continental United States series that everybody's going to come to. The country's just too big. And so I think they've made the, the, the best that they could with this to sort of create a cup, which, yes, it is going to well, favor racers from the East Coast and the Midwest just by virtue of travel time. But if you want to travel, whatever, jump on a plane. I mean, we, you know. They did it before. USGP had races in, in Portland yeah. and stuff. So it's not like, it's just, I think that this well, happened, this, that happened fairly quickly. 
these are the races right. that it worked out with. I, I imagine it will grow next year to Hopefully. include maybe some race in the Pacific Northwest right. and a race in Boulder and maybe California. Yeah. Um, but, well, you know, when it's crazy, start. when when Caroline Mani is looking has and Helen Wyman are looking for sponsors, two of the best women cyclocross racers, obviously, like, there's not a lot of money in the sport right now. Well, there's there's not as much as there used to be, maybe. Uh, so it's harder to get make these things happen. I don't know. Well, uh, moving on to uh, International World Cup cyclocross, we still have two World Cup cyclocross races in the states this year as well, although they're different. Just one. No, two. We've got we have uh, Jingle Cross and Waterloo. Oh, that's this right. Year. That's right. So we lost Cross Vegas, but we gained uh, Waterloo. And I have to say. That's a better World Cup course, personally. I think that's a better World Cup course than... I understand that Cross Vegas is a big shebang for the whole bike industry in the U.S. And right, bring but as far a lot as a star, World Cup cyclocross race. They bring a lot of stars over to sign names and everything, but it's a terrible cross course. I, I, I've never raced it. It's. I always enjoy watching the race, and it's, I enjoy it's watching a, it it's too. It's supposed to be a really tough course. Um, the grass is apparently like Velcro, so I think that it's a unique cross course. Um, but but it's also Interbike's really moving. tough because it's like anyway, super hot. Yeah, where is Interbike going? Reno. LA? Oh, Reno. <laughs> wow, that's like a that's like going down to <laughs> Pro Conti from the World Tour, isn't it? It's not even pro Conti. That's like going down to continental level. Uh, yeah, I don't know much about that whole move, but yeah, it's going to be in Reno. So. Well, uh, Cross Nats are in Reno this year as well. Am I right? Yes. Next, yeah, next January. Okay. So the exciting thing about the World Cup, so we have World Cup and uh, Jingle Cross, and then the Waterloo. I'm Emily and I are hoping to go to that. Yeah, that'd be great. So maybe I'll try and get some content. Maybe they'll interview with Wout. Um, maybe Matthew mm. met you. That'd He's be coming. Check out his shoes. Um, go talk to my friend J-Pal. You know, maybe my other friend, <laughs> Ellen Noble. You know, I'm just going to go all visit you, my friends. All your buddies. All, all my buddies. buddies. Well, look, when you're up there in Waterloo, Bodie, I want you to ask well, Sven somebody. Sven will be there, too. Ask somebody. My good uh, bud, Sven. Ask somebody from Trek if they plan on showing the uh, Dave A.V series again this year like they did last year which was great wasn't it that was great i have not been able to find any info about that i tried to do a little research before the uh, podcast about whether or not we're going to be able to watch those races again streaming on the trek website and i don't know the answer but maybe you can find out when you go and and so speak and so trek is doing a friday c1 and then sunday is the world cup so you have this Saturday, which is a day in between, which I think they're f- doing all the amateur races, okay. which also is what KMC is doing. Um, they're doing the C1 on Friday. And they said in their press release, so someone could do the C1 and then fly to Belgium and do a B-post race on Sunday, which sounds kind of insane. Um, I can't imagine how many people would actually do that. But, but why would you do that and not just stay and do? I mean, it's like isn't that shooting themselves in the foot? Well, if you want to do the C one Sunday. Wait, sorry, no. The C one is on. The big one is on the Saturday. Friday, and then the C two is on Sunday. Uh, so if you want, 
more points, you would go to the C1 in Belgium. But I don't think that many people would do that. No. And they actually had the schedule. They had the women's schedule for 2.30 on Friday afternoon. And everybody said, you know, like that, that doesn't work. The people who are trying, who have to work and race. Right. So they actually did change the schedule and they put the women next to the men um, in the evening or close to the evening. So it was interesting to see but that. it's still on a Friday. Still on a Friday. Um, it doesn't make any sense. I guess that if you're a pro, then you would you wouldn't be working anyway. Although I'm sure there's plenty of 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 you know people who could race, women and men who could race in the elite level at the C1 who are work for a full time. Uh, right. So this I think is indicative of the conundrum that race promoters are in, which is that when you are doing a race like this uh, with the uh, where you're relying on uh, entry fees from amateur racer, racers in a bunch of different categories to yeah. support this. You can't do that on Friday, right? True. Because you, you've got point. to you've got to have the amateur races on Saturday because guys like us work during the week and we can only race on Saturday. So I think it's a compromise that they have to make in cyclocross now still because they need to fill those fields in order to to uh, support the bigger races. So, guys, we've spent a lot of time talking about bikes today. And, we have. Uh, maybe we should shut up and hope that Matt's uh, fine editing skills can bring this thing down to a manageable, uh, <laughs> to a manageable length. If, I, mean, I, if just, I can get this under three hours, that'll be amazing. There's so much stuff that happened after the tour. I thought I we hit a dead spot, but all of a sudden there were these races that popped up. Plus, we took last week off, so everybody's yeah. probably jonesing for a little bit of the Bodie, T-Bone, and Sercherio experience. Well, so wait. we're giving them their money's worth this yeah, week. And, and, I, and we haven't even talked about the Vuelta. Oh, my gosh. We haven't even talked about our viewer mail. We got some viewer mail. Um, I we, think... Give us a quick shout-out on viewer were mail, we, Bodie. Were we inundated with an email? We, we were inundated <laughs> with two emails, guys. Oof, Did oh, you, my gosh. Which um, it's double our uh, double our previous best. <laughs> so we got a pretty good troll um, from our friend uh, Ryan Clark, who said, and, you know, and he, Ryan, I just want to say, yes, I will get in touch. You got to figure out that Skype thing. Mm, yeah, we've got some technical issues we're trying to work through. So Ryan said that you know he said just got done moving to Alabama. He binge listened to all podcasts. You know, great job. Uh, I know you guys are looking for cool music for the show, so I've included the link below as a possibility. I think this guy has a future, and the rights are probably affordable. So I thought, oh, well, that that was pretty considerate of Ryan. Yeah. And then, so I clicked on the link. We've seen this guy before. Yes. Yeah. It's it's a joke. It's the performance guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If- I know you don't understand. How could I spend five grand on a bike? You think that's absurd. Well, there's only one answer. And there's only one word. It's performance. I don't think you want Anyway, so um, I'll, I'll stop it there. We'll put the link in the show notes. But this is a little ditty from, I think this is 2009? Yeah, it's pretty old. Wow. Is it that old? Which is funny because this guy is making fun of, you know, it's filmed in Portland and he's making fun of... Mm hipsters on track bikes with their chop bars and tight jeans and and maybe that was like that was like me and i was like really i was like who are these stupid roadies and um <laughs> here i am now like identifying more with the roadie guy yeah um 
So that that was that was a pretty good pretty good troll, Ryan. Good job. Yeah, and that guy's got like uh, about three million views of that uh, of that video too. So pretty pretty close to our uh, listener yeah. numbers, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Quick stuff before we go. Uh, big shout out to our teammate Emily Gass. Uh, oh yes. Yeah. Post a post. We'll post a photo of Emily's uh, Strava from yesterday. Yeah. Where she wrote out uh, on her Strava uh, the words, will you marry me? No, it said, marry me. Maggie. Maggie, yeah. her girlfriend's name. So yeah. she asked her girlfriend Maggie to marry her. Which was uh, on a bike ride. With some Strava art. Strava Which, art. It was pretty we'll amazing. Um, yeah. I actually scrolled past that in the feed yesterday. didn't even realize that it said something until you sent the message, Matt. And... I was like, holy shit, that was pretty that was pretty awesome. So kudos to Emily for yeah. for for your execution and your proposal and congratulations to you too. Um, I, I, I hope she, I hope she said, said yes. yes. She oh, did. Yeah. She she actually did say yes on, on Strava. On Strava, yeah. yeah. Oh nice. <laughs> I don't know. That well, no, be... not on Strava. One that she commented on the Strava. She commented yes. Yes. Oh, that would have been super dope if she had ridden the answer oh. yes. But Here's an interesting question. Uh, is that the first Strava art proposal ever? That's possibly? a good question. I mean, maybe we need to make this go we need viral, to post that guys. Like road.cc or something. Yeah. Like those guys. Or uh, GCN would love that, right? Yeah, sure. Let's yeah. let's get it out there and get an answer to that question. We want to know. Yeah. Uh, other big news, uh, quickly before we go, uh, Rafa was sold today to uh, one of the Walmart kids. Two, I think two of the Walmart uh, heirs. I don't understand. Yeah. Did Walmart buy it? No, no, Walmart didn't buy it, Bodie. So you can well, just get rid of, of all the... your all those Walmart jokes that you've been thinking of. Uh, uh, I was hoping to be able to get some bargain basement uh, Rafa gear yeah, at Walmart sometime great in the near future. If I could go future. to Walmart and uh, and get a shirt as nice as Walfamart? this. Is that what you call it? A Walfamart? <laughs> Give me a Walfamart beat on and fucking gelée and. So I believe they sold for two hundred and sixty million dollars. Not that's, bad. That's pretty. Uh, it's not bad for a company that's what uh, about twelve years old, twelve, fourteen years old, something selling like that. Selling cycling apparel. Selling cycling bits. Yeah. 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 So congratulations uh, to uh, Rafa. Yeah. And uh, see where that see where that leads us. So are do you guys are you know guys gonna continue to buy Rafa? Uh, they got a sale on right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all it's all made in China anyway, right? Some of it. Some of it's made in other third world countries, and some of it's made in Italy. Well, with that, um, are we done? I'd say we're done. I think we've beat this horse until it was pretty dead. Okay. <laughs> Should we sign off? Yeah. All right. Who's going first? This is the T Bone over here at the head of the table saying uh, good night to all and to all a good night. Uh, this is Matt, uh, one of your four Lambra. Louisiana, Mississippi, Cat 4, Team Time Trial Champions, saying good night. And this is Bodie Bodie saying thanks for tuning in, and next week we will have a little bit of a... Uh... Wait, crap. Hang on. <laughs> oh, come on! And this is Bodie Bodie saying thanks for tuning in, and good night, and look out next week for another episode of Pedicab Confessions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard it gets dirty this time. Oh, for, for Townsend. For Townsend. Thank you, sir.
Um, roll in that T. Finney mix. walk through the bus completely naked and introduce you to all of my teammates. See how it goes. First up, Kiara Lund. Here's always compressing those legs, keeping it tight. Then we have the Colombian Justin Bieber of cycling, Rigoberto Rock, superstar. Simon Clark. Married to an Italian woman, bit of an international Casanova has finally settled down. Love to see that. Patty Babbitt. She had the womb with two women. That's where he gets that glint in his eye. Nate Brown, king of the forehead tan lines, <laughs> and former Maillot Apois or Pocono Jersey. Tolansky, Andrew Tolansky, the pitbull, but he is as gentle as they come. Alberto Betiol is our padrino, the godfather of the team. Italiano, classic style. And then the most aggressive rider of the day to day, Dylan Van Barrow, also my teammate. One of, I mean, sorry, roommate, one of the best looking men in the professional peloton. I will show you his tan line on his back later. <laughs> and in the back, we have a bit of a meeting of the minds here. We have Andreas Queer, Jonathan Vodders, Charlie Wigalius, Tom Southam, and of course, Morrissey. <laughs> Another cameo. Every day is like Sunday. Every day is cloudy and gray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go, everybody. See you next time. 